Welcome to the family on the Tom Bernard Podcast with Alex Brant-Bernard Rasmussen, co-host Catherine Brandt, and Andy Brant-Bernard. We will take a break. Be right back. Jack Farrell from Haskell's. I can't wait. We're going to be talking some July 4th imbibement. Imbibing. Imbibement. Oh, dear. Imbibing. Imbibement. Imbibery. What should you be drinking on the 4th of July at the picnic? Salsery. That's what we're going to find out right after this. Jack will join us. Coming up. Tommy, do you guys read a lot of poetry on the queue? You mean like, there once was a man from Nantucket? No, more like T.S. Eliot. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. Dougie, what's wrong? You a little sad? No, other than the weather, nothing's wrong. In fact, in the walls of world, Coon Rapids and Burnsville finish number one and two in the state of Minnesota. J-Lo finally beat Dan Resch. Wow, that's pretty cool. Is it okay if I take all the credit? Well, I'd expect nothing less. Actually, we've got great inventory of some great vehicles, and these short-term leases are perfect for people who can't get the brands that they want. You told me about those. You can drive a new Nissan for as little as 18 months, and by then the chips will be aplenty. That's it exactly. We hope by then you'll be a Walzer Nissan convert. For great deals from the Minnesota sales leaders, go to Burnsville or Coon Rapids Nissan. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this. If the adjuster really, truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Hey, this Brian's up. Summer is finally here, and if you're like me, you've got some serious riding planned. Make sure you and your motorcycle are good to go with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, metric cruiser, or sport bike, you'll find what you need at Dennis Kirk. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets too. Order before 8 p.m., and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over 89 bucks. Follow Zepp's lead and head to DennisKirk.com. They ship today. This is me just playing the drums while I'm talking. You know, just I'm just that kind of guy. You know what I mean? You are. Multitasker. No about it. <clears throat> There's no question about it. I always said that about you. You're a multitasker. <laughs> yes, that's very, very true. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Jack Farrell will join us in just a couple of seconds. Haskell's Wine and Spirits, of course. Jack Farrell, CEO of Haskell's Wine and Spirits, Minnesota's local company, for the finest in beer, wine, and liquor for 85 years. Wow. What do you think of that? It's a good run. It is a good run. So, yeah, as soon as uh, we get Jack popping up on here, we can still talk about Jack Duluth. Girl, please leave me a message. No, That's Jack's voice. I love his voice. Well, uh, 
Oh, we can go back to Duluth. I guess I'll try again in a bit. Try again in a bit. We were just talking about uh, about all all these things, and again, I am not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I don't lean one way or the other. Like I said, if all that stuff about Trump and Biden were true, they should both go to prison. Yeah, but hardly any of it's true on either side. Mm-hmm. All people do is lie for money now. That's what they do. That's what the news people do, the newspapers do, the television stations do. Well, speaking they of lie. which, I actually have a story from Joe from Louisville. Okay. About a Zell scam going around. What's a Zell scam? Oh, I was Zell scammed. <clears throat> there you go. Everyone's doing it. It's a cool new thing. What? I got this phone call from somebody. They said they were from my bank. And you need to upgrade to a business user? No, um, oh, okay. no, they they um, were somebody's trying to use my Zelle account, and I'm mm. like, I don't have a Zelle account. Oh, is that the thing I pay the kids with? Zelle, that Zelle account? No, no. no. What that's, is a Zelle account? It's okay. like Venmo. It, it's like Venmo only. Well, that's what I, did. I thought I did pay him through mm-hmm. that. No. no, okay. So um, he said, uh, and I looked up the phone number, and it was my bank's telephone number. Oh, God. And he said, well, somebody's trying to get into your Zelle account where we want to lock it out. We're going to send you a code. Mm-hmm. I guess you don't listen to that. Mm, really? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, like I said, I looked at, I looked up the phone number, and it was the bank's phone number. It doesn't sound like a scam. I know, but it was totally a scam. Because after I got done with it, I was like, I think I just got scammed. And I called my bank, and sure enough, it's a scam. And I had to, sh- I had to change all my account numbers and do everything. So that did, Zelle thing. How did they call you from your bank's phone number, though? Because they, they can scam phone numbers now. They, they can make it look it? like it's your, yeah. They spoof they the spoof numbers. They spoof oh. the numbers now. It's really scary what they can do. Okay, now what's a Zelle account? I don't know what that Zelle is. Zelle is just a, it's an, it's, it's like. Pop money. Some of the banks have pop money. It's a way I mean, to send money to other people without having yeah, to like write pay, a check or do a deposit. Like yeah. We pay our babysitter. Mm. It's just like I, I have Venmo though. Yeah, Venmo. and it's like, and she has Venmo, and I just fill it out, and then I just send her. It's like instant money. Instant. It goes right into somebody's bank account. They don't have to cash a check. Yeah, right. Or deposit money. It's yeah. It's just a cashless way of giving people cash. Why is it so easy to scam then? Well, I don't know if Venmo is. I hope Venmo is not, but um, because Venmo is, well, all of them are connected right to your bank account. So yep. if somebody gets in there, you are in trouble. You Jesus. know, it's going to be a big problem. But but Zelle is what a lot of banks use. Mm-hmm. Like it's on your your bank server. So if you do online banking, you can use Zelle, and there might be an app for it. I don't know. I don't use it. I've never I've never even had my Zelle. Um, connected to my bank account but a lot of people do use it instead of venmo because some people will be like businesses seem to like zelle better yeah because it's connected to the banks apparently what they're doing so what happened with joe is he sold a table and some chairs yeah and the guy said okay i'll send you so he sold it for five hundred dollars um the guy said i'll send you 250 dollars um but you aren't a business user, so I can't send you $500. Uh-huh. So what we'll do is I'll send you $250 extra, then you send me the $250 uh-huh. back, uh-huh. There you and go. then I'll send it back to you, basically. Uh-huh. It's like I'll send you $250 in two payments, but you have to send me $250 first, that kind of thing. And he said it won't clear unless you take a screenshot showing that you sent me the $250. Oh, God. He didn't do it. But that is what the scam, and there is a, 
there are people who have fallen for it. I will say this again. Digital's wonderful, but it is going to destroy humanity. Well, people have been scamming people in many different ways but it's so since people start crawling out of the ooze. So that's how it is. you just go to <laughs> Haskell's Wine and Spirits. Jack ready to go? Yeah. And yes, yeah. he is. Yeah, Have maybe. a shot and forget your troubles. Now we're talking Jack Farrell, ladies and gentlemen, Haskell's Wine and Spirits. Jack Farrell is the CEO of Haskell's Wine and Spirits, Minnesota's local company for the finest in beer, wine, and liquor for 85 years. And Mr. Farrell, I will, well, you know this anyway, but uh, we moved a couple of years ago. <laughs> And all of our neighbors, we get together every Friday night and just kind of hang out. And everybody keeps asking me, where did you get all that wine you have in your basement? And I said, why don't you call Jack Farrell and ask him where I got all that wine? Yeah, and, that's and now I'm the resident bartender, so <laughs> yes. i got to have a lot of vodka on hand. <laughs> all the ladies like the Cosmopolitans. <laughs> Jack, great yeah. hearing your voice. There's nothing like a Cosmo. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing like a Cosmo. It's true. Jack, a big holiday weekend coming up. It starts for a lot of people tomorrow night because a lot of people are taking the 1st of July off. Because the Fourth of July is a holiday, so yep. tomorrow night's a big night. So, so I know you got a lot of things in store, Jack. What's the latest? Well, these, what we're is very popular right now is something we call a six for sixty. You get six bottles of wine for sixty dollars, really? and the six for sixty is for the Fourth Barbecue, and they've been chosen by my son Ted. And there's a couple of uh, very nice. Sauvignon Blancs. The first one would be just perfect with shrimps on the barbie. The second one is from Napa Valley, and it would be better with shellfish or mussels or something like that. And then they go all the way to Zinfandel, which is perfect with barbecue. Windstorm Zinfandel. It just cries for barbecue sauce. It has that uh, <laughs> you know, barbecue sauce has that sweet, sharp heat to it. And believe me, the Zinfandel cuts right through it, and it's terrific. And then he's got this uh, La Gondola Cabernet. It's an Italian Cabernet, very modestly priced. And it is just perfect with hamburgers. Get all the money in the world, uh, and you chill the bottle of this La Gondola Cabernet. It would be just delicious with a burger hot off the grill, believe me. And so the six for 60 bar for the fourth barbecue is six different wines. There's a Rhone wine in there as well. And uh, it's just a hot item. Since Ted's introduced these about a year and a half ago, we've sold over, I think, 6,000 or 6,800 of these six-packs. They're very popular, and people just love them. And he has one for each different occasion you go to. We had one. At the beginning of the summer, with six different rosés, et cetera, et cetera. Huh. And uh, so the six for 60 is the way to go. It's a bargain. You're drinking wine that costs you $10 a bottle, at least to try it. And it opens the door. And I'll never forget once somebody said to me, how do you ever learn so much about what? Just grab yourself a corkscrew and start pulling corks. And that's <laughs> the only way to do it. You can read all you want. You can do all the research you want. Unless you've actually tasted it, right. you aren't going to really know very much about it. And the important thing is to drink what you like. Don't pay any attention to what people tell you. Don't put ice in wine. Well, ice will dilute it, of course. But if that's how you like to drink wine, drink it with ice in it. Who right. cares? Nobody's grading you on this. 
No, you're absolutely right. Oh, see, I see people doing that in Florida all the time, and I do get a little wine snobbery there. I don't know why. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> well, it just spins the wine. Uh, we were just in France for a family holiday. I took the entire 19 of us off to France, and we were with some very dear friends. And one of the guys, his grandson was there, maybe six years old, and he poured the grandson of maybe one part wine and six parts water, and that's what the kid drank for lunch. And he was six years old. <laughs> and, you know, while that might sound horrible to a lot of people, you know, the incidence of alcoholism there are, is a fraction of what it is here. The Italians, for example, are the largest per capita consumers of wine in the world, and they also happen to have the lowest incidence of alcoholism in the world in Italy. Isn't that wonderful? So, you know, it, it, it's amazing to me. They start these kids, you know, uh, you can't drive in France till you're 18, but as long as you're tall and big enough to go into a bar, you can get a drink at 14 or 15 if you want. Is and, it, uh, it, it's, go ahead. Is it, is it because it's, the culture around wine isn't about getting drunk on wine? No, it's yeah. part about life. You know, it goes with the food, et cetera, et cetera. And, and you know, usually uh, when a Frenchman or somebody wants to get drunk, they do cognac or something like that. It's very, very rarely they get drunk. I know it happens. Believe me, I've been there many, many times. But usually uh, wine is just part of the culture. And, you know, it's part of life. You drink it with, you know, as I always tell people, you know what, Christ first miracle was but what better endorsement could you have <laughs> no exactly you know jack i am so happy the wedding at cana yeah exactly yep. i gotta thank pat eberts pat of course has been uh, talking to uh, haskell's for a long time but there's something coming up <clears throat> that i'm very excited you're going to be on for this live jack because i've been thinking about it for quite some time november 7th of 2022 okay so november 7th 2022 it's coming up in about what five months Right around five months. Right. What happened on November seventh, nineteen, uh, November seventh, nineteen seventy-two? Seventy-two. I don't know. It was my twenty-first birthday, and I bought my first uh, bottle of wine at Haskell's Wine and Spirits. My you remember 50th... those kinds of things? <laughs> I always congratulations, Tom. Jack, I'm telling you, honest God, when I was a kid, and I'd walk past that that Haskell's store downtown. I always said, someday when I make some money, because I grew up a very poor kid. We didn't have any money. But I said, when I grow up and I start making some money. Didn't we all. <laughs> exactly, Jack. That's exactly right. But I went, I, I literally got my paycheck. I was working downtown at the time. Well, I was working for the Hubbards, actually, over in uh, St. Paul. And I got my paycheck. I cashed it. I went to Haskell's in Minneapolis and bought my first bottle of wine legally. Was it Boone's Farm? <laughs> no, it was not Boone's Farm. <laughs> Did you say, this is much better than night train? We didn't carry Boone's Farm. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Boone's Farm, Boone's Farm didn't come till after 72. Oh. Yeah, you, there you go. 72, you were a pioneer drinking wine, believe me. Oh, yeah. yeah back in the that yeah. party in the 70s, every liquor store in the city of Minneapolis or St. Paul would send people come in and want wine. They'd, oh, go down to Haskell's. We don't carry that. That's exactly and what that, happened. That, and, you know, it, it's interesting to hear you tell that story. 
I remember Sid Hartman told me a story once. He was, as a little boy, he worked, ran errands for the newspapers. Mm -hmm. uh, and they'd send him with a couple of quarters. And this was during Prohibition, so this was before 34. And he'd go up to the seventh floor of the Radisson Hotel, which is where Benny and Fritzy operated their bootleg operation. Oh, of, God. And he'd get five or six half pints at a quarter apiece and take them back to the uh, printers who printed in the basement at the old Star Tribune, but when it was two different papers, in the basement down there is where they etched this, uh, the print and the ink and all that stuff and the plates. And uh, he'd give, they'd give him a nickel because he went and got all those uh, <laughs> half pints for him. Gee, but there's a lot of story. Another story going to the opposite end, we're talking about poor people, very rich people, the McMillans who started Cargill, mm -hmm. they tell the story about the time that the family chauffeur would take Howard McMillan and his brother to Loring Park. The chauffeur would be given a bag of breadcrumbs and take my friend Howard and his sister to the uh, down to feed the ducks in Loring Pond. Oh, God, yes. Fritzy would come by pushing a wicker ca baby carriage, and in the carriage she had a case of scotch <laughs> that then they would load into the boot of their big Packard. The chauffeur would open a bottle, give it to them in the back seat, then he'd go back down and get the kids. By this time, they'd drunk half the bottle, <laughs> and they would go home. And that was a ritual every other Sunday, all during Prohibition. God. So then he served everybody out of that seventh floor of the Radisson Hotel, oh. totally during Prohibition. And that's really why Hatfields got into wine business, because Benny was convicted of uh, being a bootlegger, oh. and a felon couldn't open the license. Oh. So his wife had the license, and she said, what the hell am I supposed to do while you're selling whiskey to your buddies? <laughs> Why don't you go to France and buy yourself some wine and try and sell that? Oh. And, and she did exactly that. And she came back, and she had people in the Twin Cities drinking wine when the rest of the country was drinking gin fizzes. <laughs> One of the great things very, about... Very, very interesting story. Yeah. It is a great story, as a matter of fact. And I love this, Sid. I'm going to tell you a very quick thing about, about Sid Hartman, Jack, because Sid and I used to hang out quite a bit back in the day. I met him in 1986, and we'd get together and go over to his, his house over there on the St. Croix. And there was a nice right. uh, ice cream shop right down the block. No, not down the block, but, you know, very close. We, in Afton there, yeah. Yep, in Afton. That's exactly where it is. And, and Sydney and I were sitting there at the, at the little table eating ice cream, and we are talking about growing up in North Minneapolis, because even though he was, Sydney was 32 years older than me, we became very good friends, and we were sitting there talking about the old days on Plymouth Avenue in North Minneapolis, and talking about bootleggers and criminals, and <laughs> there were a lot of them over there, but we are talking about, you know, he asked me about my mother, because I, I adored my mother, she was an amazing woman, and Sydney starts talking about his mother, and as he's talking about his mother, he turned his head away from me and kept eating his ice cream cone, right? And then he, he's talking about his mother and how much he loved his mother. And as he turned around and looked at me again, there were tears running down his face. And he said, you know, Tom, I wish my mama had never died. It's like, oh, God, that hit hard. 
to see Sydney yeah. tearing up, he loved his mother so much. You know, she used to send him out to pick up her his dad because his dad would get in trouble once in a while. You know, it's a very famous story. But there are so many great stories about. Look at Sydney. So how old was he when he was carrying these half pints around? How old was he then? Oh, he was a little boy. He that's what I thought. 12, 11, 12. <clears throat> I mean, that's a great Sid Hartman story, Jack. When was it that you and I had lunch? God, how many years ago is that now? I don't want to say where it was because it's, you know, pretty snap, but it's been a while. We got it. <laughs> I had so much fun that day sitting there talking to you. Everybody that walked by, hey, Jack, how you doing, Jack? How's it going, Jack? Every, you knew everybody in that place. It was phenomenal. Well, I'm very fortunate. I've been around a long time, and I've been in a business where you get to uh, meet people. I mean, it's a people business, and uh, it's been a wonderful run. Uh, I've been, I bought Haskell's 50. Two fifty-three years ago, God, and I uh, loved every minute of it. And the best part is knowing so many wonderful people. And it's sort of sad, of course. That's part of the joy and the suffering of growing mm. old. You lose so many of those great people. Oh yeah. Uh, but there, were, you know, you were right. There was a time when I'd walk around downtown and I'd know almost everybody. Oh yeah. And not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't but want to walk around okay. downtown. Anyway. Not too much anyway. But... No, you don't. Unfortunately, that's true. Um, another thing I would uh, say about Jack Farrell and Haskell is the people you have working for you, and of course, sons involved, uh, a couple of sons involved in the business with you, but uh, Mitch and a bunch of people you've worked with over the years, they do such a good job. You walk in, okay, the 4th of July is coming up. I don't know anything about wine. I got to go to Haskell's and I got to ask them what I should do. This is what I'm serving. This is what we're doing. This many men, this many women. Uh, they would step up and just nail it every time, no matter who I talked to, your sons or Mitt or whoever it was, you, of course. That's something you guys do much better than everybody else because you've been in the wine business a lot longer than anybody else, right? Well, indeed. You know, we've, in fact, it's kind of funny, uh, the, even the publications. We were the second ones to bring Nouveau Beaujolais into the United States yep. in the whole country, Haskell's. Was number two. Uh, number one was an outfit in New York who did it one year, and the next year we did it. Then it began to catch on around the country. But we have pioneered in so many areas in the wine business yep. and even the spirits business through the years. It's been a wonderful ride. And you know, you count our customers. I could have a royal warrant because we supplied the wine for Princess Anne's engagement party, and I never. I was too dumb to apply for a royal ward. What the hell? What are you going to do? There's a that big... was fun to do. Uh, Henry Kissinger as, mm-hmm. was a customer of Frank Sinatra. Uh, you know, some of the customers we've had through the years have been just remarkable. Oh, yeah. Dan Aykroyd is uh, still a good customer. I Great guy. Occasionally. Great guy. Yeah, had his own, had, guy. He's got his own wine. Matter of fact, we have a bottle of it. Chris Skull or whatever. Um, yeah, that's vodka. That's vodka. Yeah. Yeah. The wine. Oh, he, he has, has a wine, wine too. Yeah, he's yeah. Yeah. red wine. Oh, I didn't so, even know uh, that. He has, he has a wine that's made for him by Deloche. Yep. Out in California, makes his wine. Oh. Um, but you know, it's been a wonderful run meeting people like that. George Clooney has a winery. That yep. Brad Pitt had a winery with uh, what's your name, Jolie or whatever. Angelina Jolie. But anyhow, not <laughs> Not important. <laughs> uh, it's interesting how, you know, why... over the ownership. 
At, at one what? time, wine was like so popular. Nobody was drinking anything else. I mean, it's always going to be popular. But at yeah. one time, it was just like yeah. crazy. Then it was craft beers. Oh, Every, yeah. Everything was yeah. beer, beer, yeah. beer, 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 oh. beer. And that's still huge, right? Those, those seltzers and ciders. Yeah, yeah. no, seltzers. Yeah, you know, white claw, that sort of thing. Well, people didn't drink. The only ones that drank wine were either effete snobs <laughs> or poor immigrants. They're yeah. the only ones that drank wine. That's true. Oh. And, you know, then wine got very popular, and it used to be you'd go in and order a white wine. Now it's, everybody's so sophisticated, they order Chardonnay or Riesling or Sauvignon Blanc or something like that. But none, people didn't even care or know about that. Most of the California wine was either red burgundy or Chablis, and neither one of them tasted like red burgundy or Chablis. <laughs> That's true, yes. You know, Alex, i got to tell you something, Andy, Andy at a lesser tone here, because you're not a big wine drinker. Uh, but, Alex, you it's because of Jack Farrell and the people at Haskell's that you learned about wine at a very young age because we started buying it, and you, you, you still love Sauvignon Blanc, correct? Yeah. What's your favorite? Oh, pardon me. No, yeah, I'm a. I like. I don't. For some reason, this summer, I just have not been drinking much wine. It just is too many cosmos. No, it's not even that. I don't know. For some reason, <laughs> I just have not. I've been trying. I don't like White Claw, but I've been trying a couple other like canned things because it's like I don't know. It's I feel convenient. Like, yeah, and wine just after like two glasses, even sometimes the next morning, I just feel. Like, ugh. And so, I don't know what it is about it. Um, maybe it's sulfites, sulfates, whatever. I have no idea. But I, at Haskell's, actually, two of weeks course. ago, we had a family gathering, and I told my husband to pick something out. And he got high noons, which are vodka sodas, yeah. canned, and they have real... You know, that gallo? Really? <laughs> a wine company. <laughs> Yes. Gallo is a huge wine, huge wine, yeah, yeah. wine company. Oh, okay. Yeah, but anyway, Peter Gallo is married to my godson, uh, really? John. Uh, yes, John Charles Bosset, and uh, they have two little girls. And Ernest and Julio Gallo were both good friends of mine. Oh yeah, I do remember fact, that. Ernest came to me once, and he said, he "Called me John. John, I want to get in the fine wine business. You got any advice?" I said, change your name. He hit my desk so hard, it, it bounced in the air. He said, never. We'll never do that. <laughs> and they didn't. But now you, the only time you find Gallo on a bottle, it's on a pretty good bottle of wine. You know, they own McMurray. They own so many uh, Hartford Court, just a few. Uh, there must be 35 wineries out there that you buy wine from and you don't know. It's a Gallo product. Oh. Uh, Jay, Famous Jordan Champagne. Gallo owns that. I mean, it's just amazing. And plus, New Amsterdam, if you buy their gin or vodka, that's all Gallo. High Noon is their uh, al canned alcoholic beverage. They're, they're in the forefront of everything, but they're under the wire. Most people aren't aware of them. Yeah. They're, they're just enormous. Probably a good enormous. idea. Well, yeah, this High Noon, I've, uh, like... Dan bought it two weeks ago, and I'd never heard of it before. And now I'm seeing it like everywhere. Oh, really? It's, yeah, it's vodka soda with 
actually like just juice in it and it's not super sweet it's just a yeah. little bit of juice it's kind of like a spin drift if you turn to spin drift oh, in yeah. your vodka soda like but it's low alcohol it's like 4.5 percent or something like a beer nice yeah, yeah right. it's like a low beer mm-hmm. um well, some yeah, of those beers nice. are 7.5 oh, yeah some beers are really yeah they're really they have a lot of alcohol really boozy and it's nice because it's like you can drink it and it feels very summery you know yes it does it, it, like I said, they're they're always on top of their game at Gallo. Yeah, it's I a guess. remarkably well, and it's like our Cargill. It's privately owned. It's just family operated, uh, and it, you know, for years they've been the largest truckers in California, just shipping their stuff around the state of California alone. And you know, the properties they own are absolutely immense. That uh, you know, for years uh, he was of the opinion that they bought everything, uh, uh, or the only thing they bought was grapes because they didn't own any land. Now they're the largest winery owner in all of California, and that's saying something because 20 years ago they didn't own a square inch of property other than their plant in Modesto, but that, I meant, square inch of agricultural property. But it changed remarkably, and, and like I say, they've always, known what the public wants every item of gallo sells well you, you know you can poo-poo it and say well anyhow uh, their, their quality is very very good ernest was good uh, or julio was good about that you know jack ernest I, was a salesman yeah right exactly uh, I learned a great lesson <clears throat> back in the day again i spent a lot of time at haskell's the one out uh why is that out there uh, I used to go out there all the time. The one downtown, uh, there's one out on what, France Avenue, too. Or, I mean, you got, how many stores do you have, Jack? Eleven. Eleven. I thought you had a number of them. But right. I learned a great lesson about, oh, I guess now we're talking about 27, 28 years ago. I was talking to the fellas over there, your sons, Mitch and everybody over at the, the YZ office, and I said, is there some really cool wine that I should get that I've never tried and blah, 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 blah. I said, yeah, there's a wine called Screaming Eagle. You should oh try that. Oh, God, the obsession with Screaming yeah. Eagle. Okay, Jack, this is, <laughs> yeah. this is a Haskell deal. So so you could buy, I believe, was didn't it, from, from the vineyard, it was like $125 a bottle 30 years ago, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Is that about right, right Jack? Yes. Right? That's absolutely so right. I, Today it's about 500 uh, oh God, yeah, absolutely. But uh, I bought uh, some some wine, kept it around for several years. Then we had a doctor. Um, might it, my name might have been Doctor Ralph Basham. Doctor <laughs> Friend. Doctor Friend came over and he said, "I have never had Screaming Eagle." Now this is many years later, and I didn't keep up mm-hmm. with it, Jack, and I should have kept up with it because I would have told him forget it. But anyway, I brought him a, out a bottle of 1990 Screaming Eagle. And I set it down, and he tipped it over and spilled it, <clears throat> right? Oh, no. And then I brought him another bottle, and he did it again. <laughs> he spilled two 1990 Screaming Eagles and within about five minutes. I lost, and I'm not making this up, about $5,000 that day. Well, technically Wait, only 300 anyway. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah. No, no, 5000 not 500 No, I mean what you paid for it wasn't what the value was. No, exactly. Yeah. Well, no, no, I did not pay 5000 yeah. no, You were going to drink no. it anyway, so it's not like you were going to sell it. Yeah, but I'd like rather drink it rather than have the carpet soak it up. Yeah. You can smell it for days then. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. But Jack, honest to God, you you have made. Uh, my life over the years so much better. The, you and the guys over at Haskell's, and I mean all of you, because I would I I still have friends calling me asking me because I started studying wine because of you. I read a lot over the years. The last I don't got forty years, whatever it's been. Well, you're very knowledgeable. Still are. I well, that's because of Haskell's wine and spirits. I that's where I first learned about well, thank it. Thank you. Well, it's true. You guys have every. That's the other thing I would say. I have never walked into a Haskell's and said, "Do you have a bottle of blah 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 blah?" And you go, "Yeah, of course." You always have whatever I was looking for. You always had it in stock. That was, it's amazing. You how can you do that, Jack? You've got it all. Well. You know, we just are good at picking stuff, particularly stuff that is popular. And while we don't carry every possible thing, we carry as many as we can. We literally have tens of thousands of different lines and a thousand different spirits, etc. Hundreds of uh, ciders and beers and things and yeah. ales and all that stuff. And, and it's important to have a broad selection, I think, because... Uh, people's tastes vary all over the board you know and it's fun to have that and it's fun to be able to talk about all these different places that stuff is like you screaming eagle you know an interesting line i always felt a little overpriced but it's very interesting that they they could do that and get that price for it in fact this is kind of funny you know the current governor of california I was watching TV, and I, it was about a year ago, and I said, well, I know him. Oh, she said, how the hell would you know the governor of California? I said, I just know him from somewhere. And then finally it came to me. He was an investor in a winery called Plump Jack. Oh, yeah, Plump California. Jack. Sure, yep. And, and they were the first ones to put a $100 bottle in a screw cap. And they never sold any of it. No one would pay $100 for a wine screw cap. Right. But I, Newstrom is his name, I think. Gavin Newsom. Gavin I can't Newsom. Remember. Yeah, that's, thank you, uh, Gavin. And uh, that's how I knew him. You know, but I did actually know him, much to my wife's chagrin. <laughs> <laughs> that whole screw cap thing, is that that's like is that still a thing where you have to have an, a cork? No, not anymore. Okay. You know, I think everybody... Screw caps are so handy and everything else. And, and not only that, like I say, on modestly priced wine, I think a screw cap is fine. If you're going to buy a wine that you want to age, like Plump Jack was selling itself at, it, uh, a screw cap doesn't allow the wine to age. Because believe it or not, in uh, that cork, a little bit of air sure, gets through that sure. thick cork. And when we, well, I had a winery in Italy called Villa Cafaggio. And my partner there, one year, we decided an experiment. We bottled five or six cases and put screw caps on them and then five or six cases of corks. And we'd go back and forth for a few years and taste them. And the screw cap never changed. It was delicious, everything else, but it was just like the day we put it in the bottle. Right. The cork ones, the ones that had the cork in, began to develop nuances and age and things mm-hmm. like that. And, you know, we only did that for five or six years, so I don't have a, a lengthy time in it. But I, when you have a really good bottle of wine, it's nice to have some age on it if it's uh, an ageable wine. And, you know, when we're talking about that, we're talking about less than 5% of the wine produced in the world are ageable. 
And so we're talking about a very select top-level wine. But uh, those kind of wines, I don't think, uh, should be in a screw cap. Uh, however, screw cap is handy, it's easy, and we can really thank the popularity of New Zealand wine for it. Oh, yeah. I don't think there are any bottles of wine come out of New Zealand anymore with corks in them. They're all used to selling screw cap. Is it really because there was a cork shortage or it was just a monetary thing? No, but what, what really prompted it is there was a, a this cork taint that the wines would get, and they smell it. Sometimes you've never opened a bottle of wine. It smells a little bit like wet cardboard or like a basement that's been flooded. It has mm-hmm. kind of damp, moldy smell. That's a wine that's been corked. And the cork, they got that from the cork. The cork was tainted. And they seem to have solved the problem in Portugal. But for a long time, about 2% of the wine of the world was being corked. And uh, that was too much. And that's when the Stellan cap, the screw cap closure, mm-hmm. became popular. Mm-hmm. And it stayed popular. And like I say, it's a wonderful thing to have if you're out on a picnic or something like that. And you have a, one of you just said you liked uh, Sauvignon Blanc. And you have one of those wonderful, crisp New Zealand Sauvignon Blancs, and they have a screw cap on them. It's just easy peasy on cabin at a picnic or something like that. You don't have to worry about carrying a corkscrew around with you. Yeah, there's nothing worse than getting to the top of the mountain and not having a corkscrew. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Paid <laughs> it the truth. Jack, this just flew by. We've only got about three minutes left here, but I want to tell people okay. something. When you walk into a Haskell's Wine and Spirits, and I've been doing it for decades now, uh, whether Jack's there or whomever is there, don't ever be afraid to ask questions about wine. And if you think it's the dumbest question ever asked, they're not going to think that at Haskell's. They answer every question. They know all the answers to every question. That is the one thing about Haskell's. I learned so much because I was not afraid to ask because you guys always had the answer. And it's not like, oh, I don't have time to deal with. You always take care of the customer. And I want everybody to know that it's it's a very big part of Haskell. Great wine and good people, Right. You're very kind, and we do have good people. And believe me, there is no such thing as a dumb question about wine. Right. Uh, you know, there might be a dumb answer. Never a dumb question. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jack, I'm going to send my daughter over to get some Sauvignon Blanc, so she'll, she'll get some uh, screw cap Sauvignon Blanc. What do you think? Fabulous. There you go. Jack. Uh, you know, if you like Sauvignon Blanc, don't miss having some white Bordeaux. It's a West bargain in the wine world right at the moment, and it's blend of Sauvignon Blanc and Semillon, and it is delicious. And oh, it, what a wonderful, wonderful wine it is at this time of year. Well, all right. Did you jot White, it down? White, bar- White Bordeaux. Bordeaux. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think it's certain. Jack, uh, we got Labor Day coming right up, so we're going to reach out again, Pally. Okay. Wonderful to talk to you, Tom, as always. As always, Jack. I enjoyed it immensely. Thank you. We did, too. Jack Farrell, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Jack. We'll take a break and be right back in a couple of minutes. Wrap it up. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. I met the folks from Shift Real Estate last year on our way to Key West and loved their story. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees because they list for a flat fee of $5,000, and that includes photos, MLS listing, online marketing, and the assistance of a full-time realtor. Tell Shift about your home, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more. Shift Real Estate, the common-sense way to sell your home. Visit shift2sell.com because life is expensive enough. 
And we are back with Stretch's picks. Who's winning this thing? The Kitties, the Pack, the Bears, or the Purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. Tom here for Continuum Weight and Well-Being. Continuum is here, it's new, and they're doing it differently. There are no meal replacements or foods you're required to purchase. There are no pills or surgeries. They specialize in customizing meal plans for you using all whole, nutritious foods. They don't just focus on weight loss. They are upfront with their pricing. And most importantly, Continuum is designed for long-term success. Schedule a free consultation and find out more today. Go to their website, ContinuumWeightWellbeing.com, or call or text them at 952 952- Four nine one six five two seven. That's Continuum. C O N T I N U U M. Continuum Weight Wellbeing dot com. I've learned so much from them, and I know you will too. Continuum Weight and Wellbeing. Life beyond weight loss mode. Back at it. Here we are. Yeah, excellent. Thank you again to Jack. Jack's just a great guy. He's been a great friend for many, many years, and i got to get out to lunch with him again because we went out to lunch. I, I don't even know how long ago that was. Uh, Pat Eberts, who, of course, is a good friend of Jack's as well and works with me at KQRS. Um, red, white, and rosé for $22. Three signature bottles of Haskell's wine. This is, from again, again from Pat Eberts, our friend. Uh, red, white, and rosé for 22 bucks too. Three uh, signature bottles of Haskell's wine plus a free tote bag while supplies last through July 5th. Save $8 when you buy all three at any Metro Haskell's. So thank you to Pat Eberts for that one. Of course, uh, should mention that Jack Farrell and everybody over at Haskell's, the KQ Haskell's talk and text line so I get to hear... Uh, hear Jack's name and his business every day. So I, I think it's, I'm just telling you, I, I hate, I, I know I'm sounding like I'm raving about him, but he is one of the nicest men I have ever met. Very smart guy. And I'm not talking about Pat Eberts here. I'm talking about Jack Ferrell. Clearly. You know, clearly. clearly not talking about, you know, <laughs> Pat. But no, I love doing that because I learned so much. I learned everything I know about <laughs> wine from Haskell's. It's very, very cool. No yeah, it's nice it. to have a store that has actual customer service. Yeah, customer service is good. <laughs> we really like customer service. Yeah, so if you've got big plans, definitely go to the Haskells. There's 11 Haskells. Go to one of them near you because they will take care of you. And do, seriously. And they have a I've cheese asked, shop, too, don't they? I believe some, yes. The downtown? Some, or, is it the downtown? Yeah, one of the yeah, I think the downtown. Some of them. I think a couple of them do. I think you're right about that. Mm-hmm. But I, And I'm very serious about that. Do not be afraid to ask. If you think it's the dumbest wine question of all time, they are not going to think that. I ask them so many stupid questions and learn so much from them. Yeah, don't have – there is not a problem. Well, like Alex, what was that wine he just recommended as a white – White Bordeaux. Bordeaux. White Bordeaux. Is there any particular kind that uh, – did he I didn't mention? just say like white Bordeaux. I guess we'll have to ch- check just it buy out. Buy one of each. Yeah, maybe we should get that some. That is kind for of the thing too Ooh, about you know having what? somebody that idea. is knowledgeable because there are so many products. Oh, I know. Now it's very, very it's difficult. really overwhelming. It, it is very difficult to handle it. Yeah, it's like, right I don't know, that. that one's got a frog on the model. I, I like that one. I don't. There's a frog like, on it. it. It's really hard to tell. 
But yeah, it's. I mean, honest to God, over the and I, look, like I said, I bought some wines for one hundred twenty-five dollars a bottle. It turned out to be worth thousands of dollars. I didn't know that was going to happen, but it did. I mean, it worked out really, really well. But uh, rarity and yeah, limited supply is huge. It is indeed, mm-hmm. but. So sorry to sound like I'm raving, but I, it's been uh, five decades now. Seriously, November 7th, I walked into my first Haskell's 50 years ago this November 7th. That is unbelievable. We might have to have a Tommy birthday sale or something. <laughs> Get her all going. There you go. You said Joe's on the horn? Yep. Joe of Louisville. What's the latest, Pally? You damn right. I'm just calling the Oh, there you are. Okay, we just found, we didn't have you at first there, Joe. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Um, we just called to reiterate what Andy was saying about the schmuck trying to scam me out of some money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we put some put some furniture on, up for sale on uh, Facebook. And almost immediately, I got a buy it on um, table and chairs that we had for sale for $250. And the guy said, okay, um, mm. I want them. I will send you the $250 now through Zelle. And I said, okay, no problem. He said, he said he sent me the $250. And I got an email in my spam folder that said that I didn't have a, I had to have a business account with Zelle, a business seller or business users, some Weird shit like that. They said in order to do so, I had to have five hundred dollars oh. sent to me. Oh God! Uh, well, no, well, wait a minute here now. <laughs> um, I had just been sent two thousand dollars a week before, and nobody had said anything about that. Right. Uh, okay, this isn't right. And so I said, okay, well, we'll see what happens. So I played along with the guy and he said he, he he says can I trust you to send me the $200 $250 extra $250 back I'm sitting there thinking well can I trust you yeah so he said he sent me the $250 the extra $250 so I should have the $500 which should have expanded it to a business user and I checked my account checked my account checked my account nothing was there finally I get this email saying well in order for us to release the funds to you, you have to send this guy his $250 back and send us proof that you did so. And my first thought was, what kind of bullshit is this? <laughs> it was complete yeah. bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what kind of was. And so I'm sitting there looking at the email. I'm going, okay, that's an error. That's an error. At the very bottom, it says, got questions and doesn't leave any kind of contact information. Mm. And then the real red flag is, how the hell am I supposed to send this asshole back his money when I've got no way to contact him? Yeah. No way to send it back to him. So I said, well, you know, I, I went back to him. I said, it still hasn't gotten to me. He said, well, you have to send me the $250 back. And I said, well back. Yeah, I can't yes. send you what I did not receive. Yeah. And I have no proof that you actually sent it to me. Yeah. It was, but you got the email. I said, no, I got a email. An email. I said, that's necessarily me. It came from Zell. I said, and I said, how can I give you something I did not receive? 
Did he sound like a Nigerian prince? Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's I have I used to sell and buy so much stuff on Facebook Marketplace, like kid stuff that the kids have grown out of or don't use or whatever. And I tried to sell a bunch of their winter clothes, like winter boots and jackets and stuff like that that we won't need again next year because they'll have outgrown it. And every single person that messaged me was a scam. They're like, I need your phone number. Yeah. Yeah. It, and I had a couple of people try to contact me saying, can you text me? It's like, no, I'm not going to text you. They're trying to get your bank information. Yeah. And like, what's your, e- yep. what's your email? And yeah. I'm like, you don't need yeah. this no, information need Sorry. at all nope. to, No. I know, and I have a friend that just, she's trying to sell some furniture on Facebook Marketplace, and she had a similar thing happen, where it was like, what's your Zelle information, and blah, 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 and she's like, I don't want to give you any information, please leave me alone. Good plan. Yeah. That is a good plan. All this happened at the beginning of the month, and just last night, on the news down here, Tom, I sent you a link to the story, I guess a bunch of people did get taken in by scams. Uh, yep. It's trusting, person, trusting uh, idiots. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She was trying to buy concert tickets from somebody for four hundred dollars. Never got the tickets. Lost the four hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Another person uh, was told that they had four hundred dollars sent to them in their account. And sure enough, the money was there. But she turned around and said, "Okay," and then suddenly the money's missing, and she's on the hook for it. Mm. God, that's so sad. It is very sad. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you, you called with that because Catherine's been talking about it, Alex and Andy been talking about it, and now you talking about it as well. It, it's a very serious problem. People just love to steal money from other people. I just don't get it. They sure do. You might want to get off your ass and make it yourself, but you don't want to do that now, do you? Right. All right, Joe, we got to head to the house, Pally, but I appreciate your call. I, <laughs> hey, anybody can learn from this kind of stuff. I appreciate it. Thank you. That's why I sent the info. I understand. Have a good day, sir. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. That's going to do well. See, now I'm telling you, I love doing the show today. It was phenomenal. Hanging out with the family. What could be better? Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Nothing. And then Jude. Oh, Jude. <laughs> and thank you. Jude just heard something because he came over and looked at me like, is it you time said, to you go? Said, you said, all right. He was sound asleep, and you said, all right, Pally. And he hops up like, oh, show's over. Right. Show's <laughs> over. Time to go. I guess you must say that a lot towards the end of the show. Oh, yeah. We got a big show tomorrow. Oh, this. I don't know how this is going to work because Ryan Winkler and Pat Garofalo are coming in. Ryan, of course, is a, a very liberal uh, member of the House, and Pat is a conservative. But they're very separate good. them. No, they're really good friends. Oh, good. Okay. But the problem he's got now, Pat Garofalo's got, is he's got Doug Sprinthal, who's liberal, Michael Bryant, who's liberal, Ryan Winkler, and Mike Gelfand. Oh dear, Michael oh, Bryant's going to be poor guy. Yeah, he's coming oh. in too. Oh my, packed house. He's gonna packed be, house. He's going to be. Uh, but poor Pat Garofalo. Out. He's going to get mm. hammered yeah. tomorrow. Jeez. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow with the family.